What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I'm joined by Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. How are we doing today, fellas? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, Jake, I can't really see you, but that's okay. Um, and not because your Zoom isn't working, because you're sitting in a dark room. Um, Jake will explain why he's sitting in a dark room momentarily. We are very happy to be joining uh, you, Stephen Shock, here on this midweek edition of the Shock Factor podcast after you went solo on Sunday. And what you, our uh, fine listeners, are about to experience is, um, is a speed run of sorts <laughs> <laughs> um, as we speed run preview the entire field. Now, if you want some real analysis of who has a good chance to make it to Super Regionals, make sure you check out the actual preview podcast with the actual analysis, uh, analysis from Aaron Fitt and Mike Rooney and Kendall Rogers uh, on this same feed, which you will definitely enjoy. I listened to it. It was very informative. But what we are going to do is try to simplify things and tell you one reason in 60 seconds or less, often very way less, to give a shit about all 64 teams in the 2022 Division One Baseball Tournament. Jake Mintz, anything else we need to uh, uh, Jordan, say? I might be sitting course, in the dark right now, uh, Jake, but I am not in the dark. I am informed. I am up to date. Yes. I am grinding. Yes. I am engaged. I have watched a lot of college baseball. Now, why am I in a dark room? Well, on my way to Home Depot, not an ad, <laughs> on <laughs> Monday <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> I was T-boned in my 2013 Hyundai Elantra, not an ad by a hit-and-run driver in a Dodge Durango, <laughs> not an ad. Um, I am okay. Everyone in the car is okay. I am the least okay. I have a little bit of a concussion. Uh, a little concussion piece. As they say, a little, a little concussion piece, a little neck stiffness action. The perpetrator was not detained. Uh, NYPD took three hours to respond to the 911 call. Shouts Very much not an ad. greatest. Not an ad for the NYPD after how they handled my situation. Um, if you did this to me and you're listening to the Division One podcast, what the hell, yo? That was not so cool. not. We will cool. find you. Not cool. I had to go to the. E- I had to go to the ER and like that was not cool. Not fun. And the whole thing's been ad? very yes, not cool. Yes, ad for the ER. Or no. But and my ad is actually for Geico. <laughs> Because Geico has stepped up. Okay. For real. I know that, like, Geico is the ad superstar, and they're on all the time. Ad yeah, all thank time. goodness they're finally getting some, some run time here on the pod. Listen, guys. Listen. Geico has knocked it out of the park. Wow. I have never had such a wonderful experience. Now, have they apprised the damage done to my vehicle yet? No. Now, there's a chance they come back and say, here's $20 for your crappy car. But there's a chance they come back and they say, here's $2 million. I don't know. And but right now, we'll see what happens. Right now, me and Guy Carr are in the same, wa- same wavelength. Uh, so, shouts out to them and shouts out to S2 Cognition, uh, a, oh, a, wow. um, a resource that I could not use right now due to my lack of uh, <laughs> brain cognition. Um, all right. All that said, thank you, Jake, for that background. Uh, uh, <laughs> all that said, with the regionals uh, scheduled to begin on Friday, we wanted to get this pot out. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday night. And uh, what we're going to do, again, we're going to go all 64 teams. The order we're going to go through, again, if you pull up the, the field of 64 on, on D1 Baseball, uh, we are going to go uh, start with the you know, number one seed in Knoxville. 
We're going to go one, and then we're going to go to Georgia Southern, what it's paired up with. So we'll go one, 16, then we'll go two, 15, uh, three, 14, et cetera, et cetera. That will be the order that we go in. And again, we're going to go quick, and we're going to just speed run and tell you something you need to know about all 64 teams. Jake will vaguely keep track of the time, so we make sure we're not giving too much love to, to, to any teams in particular. But that's the thing. What we're doing here is every team has the same amount of time. Some of them we might talk about for 15 seconds, but no one's getting more than a minute. We're not just going to talk about Tennessee for an hour. We've done enough about that. Uh, anything else before we begin, um, gentlemen? Um, jo- Jordan no. said this will be a speed run. And just for you other college baseball speed runners out there, this is the no glitch, no lag, no hack speed run. Um, yeah. So any percent. Any so percent. just so you know, for when you try to when you try to beat <laughs> us. Yes. 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 Thank you. Shout out summoning salt. All right. Here we go, gentlemen. We begin in. Knoxville, Jake Mintz, what do we need to know about the University of Tennessee Volunteers? Uh, this is the best team in college baseball. They are really good. They have more home runs than everybody else. They have a lower ERA than everybody else. They're incredibly obnoxious in the best possible way. They are Division One baseball globo gym. Tony Vitello is Dabo Swinney meets Earl Weaver meets Jose Mourinho. And they've got a bunch of guys who are very good at baseball. What are their names, Jordan? Uh, Drew Gilbert, Jordan Beck, Jarrell Ortega, Seth Stevenson. They have so many. The pitching is incredible. Drew Beam, Chase Burns, Chase Dolan. Your Blade Tidwell might go in the first round. He's like their fourth starter right now. This team is unbelievable. They're the best team we've seen in quite some time. But remember, folks, number one overall seed has not won at all since Miami in 1999. Shock. Do, do they do it? Does Tennessee do it? I don't know. I don't think so. I could be wrong. You don't think so? Why not? Why not, Shock? Why not? Because shock? the other team might score more runs than them. I'm working oh. on speed run. If it happens, who's going to be the first team that has a chance to beat Tennessee? Oh, baby, it's the SWAC champs, Alabama State. Jake, what do we got to know about Alabama State? Alabama State's best hitter is a guy named Corey King, who had 151 total bases. He's a transfer from Seminole State Community College. And something that I love about this guy, Corey King. Seminole State last year had him listed at six foot flat. This year, Alabama State has him listed at five nine. <laughs> so either Corey King lost three inches of height or, or someone's lying. Or, yeah, now I can never trust a JUCO height listings ever again. I like uh, to think that the JUCO is like, we want to advertise this guy as tall and get him a place to play. They'll believe us. Good luck, good luck to Alabama State. Shock the world. 2-3 matchup. Tell me about uh, Georgia Tech, Steve. Georgia Tech is good at baseball. They have a playing surface that rivals Augusta. They have 9.3 runs per game, which is the fourth most in D1, number most in my heart. They're pretty good at baseball. Uh, Kevin Parada, his swing's a little funky. Is he going to hit five home runs at Lindsey Nelson? Probably. Probably. The odds are are he'll hit hit some good home runs. And then Chandler Simpson – Guess what he's going to do if he's on second base and there's a fly ball to the infield? He's probably going to score because he's super fast. And fun little fact, fun little tidbit about Chandler, he can also sometimes hit home runs. So maybe he'll hit a home run there too. He's literally leading D1 in batting average. He is He is our batting, our current batting king. And uh, But if he can hit home run anywhere, it's probably going to be Lindsey Nelson. Chandler Simpson hit a home run. Who's he going to have to do it against? Uh, Jake Mintz. He's going to have to do it against them MF and camels. Steven Chuck, what you like about the camels, the Campbell camels, what I my love lovely baseball humps, my humps. 
What I love about the Campbell Camels is the fact that their mascot sounds like their university name. I think more schools should do that shit because it makes it simple in my brain. Um, they get hit by the baseball quite a bit, and I don't understand why. Maybe they got a funny look on their face. Maybe they tweet mean things at the other team. I don't know. I feel like I'd see if they tweeted mean things at the other team. Um, Zach Neto, or Neto, however you want to say it. I I believe it is Neto, and I believe he is the freaking Well, I think... Is Neto Neto? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he should change it to Neto, because everything he does is Neto. He can pitch. He can hit. He can run. That's like... His his leg kick is spectacular, and I hope that the Seattle Mariners select him in the first round of the 2022 Major League Baseball draft. That's my hope. Yeah. Uh, also, their ace, Thomas Harrington, is legit. And if anyone can stop Georgia Tech, it's Thomas Harrington. No pressure. All right, let's That move. is the Statesboro – sorry, no. That is the <laughs> uh, Knoxville Regional hosted by Tennessee. We now move to the Statesboro Regional hosted – by Georgia Southern, a school that I literally could not tell you anything about. Eagles. Jordan, can you? Uh, I know they're the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, I know that they're good at defense, seventh and D1 in fielding percentage, and I know that they are the most selfless team, sorry, the second most selfless team in Division One baseball. Yes, that's right, 56 sack bunts this season, second most in Division One. We love that generosity. It's not a it, this is... We don't got any me guys. This is all we guys, and that's how Georgia Southern ended up hosting a goddamn regional, and I love it. Fun fact. I was a big, I was a big we guy in middle school, both in terms of peeing my sheets while sleeping and in my video game preferences. <laughs> Those are two of the best kinds of we guys because you aren't screwing the team. Um, Absolutely. Another fun fact you guys probably didn't know about Georgia Southern is I played with two kids from there, and they were both really nice. So, oh, they're nice. Yeah. So oh, sick. how can you not yeah. like them? How can you so, not like them? Well, so listen, when you're turning on the Statesboro Regional, make sure you remember that they're nice. All right. <laughs> Just two. At least two. At least at two least of them are two. nice. At least two of them. They will be taking on the four seed UNC Greensboro. I know you talked about them on the Sunday pod. Tell me about UNC Greensboro, Stephen Chuck. Uh Good at baseball as well. For their conference tournament, instead of doing the stupid thing, which is winning the whole conference regular season and playing two games Ooh, in the postseason. Lame. lame. That's for dorks. What does UNCG do? They go in pretty low-seeded and win six straight doubleheaders to win the whole thing. Austin Parsley is leading D1 in innings with 110.1. I don't know if you're counting at home. That's a lot of innings. That's a lot of outs. He's he's the nation's leading out-getter. That's what that means. He's got the most outs. And then we got this guy, Kennedy Jones, who mm. literally just mashes baseballs left and right. I think he had five or six home runs in the tournament, 17 RBIs. I think he's going to have more. I uh, more he's going to have more than that. All right, all in eventually throughout I, his I, life. And the good news is that UNC Greensboro does not need to win six games to win this regional. Uh, so that should be nice. Kind and of bad let's news. Move, let's move to the, the wait. Two. Hold on. I have one thing to say. I'm just going to say a couple graduates of UNC Greensboro that I think are funny because how how different they are. Jordan, go ahead. Danny Valencia, Ben <laughs> Folds. What? Wait, Danny Valencia? And DaBaby. <laughs> DaBaby, Ben Folds, Danny Valencia. And then Austin you, Parsley. You, Austin Parsley. Do you know McMansion Hell? Kate Wagner on Yes. Twitter? Went there too. Unbelievable. Some what goats. a shout out. Hey, you know who else? I don't he didn't graduate from there, but he was the head coach there. That's Link Jarrett. Now the head coach of the two seed in this regional at Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame, we all thought, oh, they'd be hosting. Duh. South Bend's sweet. We've been there. Uh, just kidding. No, you're not. You're going down to Georgia Southern. Sucks for you. Um, tell me about Notre Dame, Jake. I mean, their coach's name, Link. Yeah, so Link's short for Lincoln. Do we think Lincoln Zelda is short for Lincoln? I'm pretty sure it's not. That's pretty funny, young Lincoln. <laughs> uh, but young I, I'll Lincoln always root for I use Link quite often in, in Super Smash, so, so you know, I'm in. Last year, this team had a big bopper in oh, Nico Nico Cavadas, yeah. who hit a lot of home runs. He's gone. He graduated into pro ball, but not actually <laughs> graduated because he was yes. a junior. Red Sox took him. Um, this team, no obvious star this year. They have a guy named John Michael Bertrand. He's their ace. They have a player named D.M. Jefferson just sliding right in there. Go down. Love that. Love and that. Then they got then they got our man Chuck, who threw to Trey Mancini. Oh, true. Yes. Is he what is he technically just one of the assistant coaches? I think he's the pitching coach. He's the pitching coach. Okay, Chuck. Chuck, who threw to Trey Mancini, former Notre Dame. Chuck, great right. name as a pitcher. <laughs> That's also true. He Chuck Rostano. Shouts out to Coach Chuck Rostano. Notre Dame's pitching coach was a guy who threw to Trey Mancini in the home run derby last year. That's a reason to care about Notre Dame. Also, they should have hosted. And yes. if they win this regional and somehow Tennessee doesn't win their regional, they will get to host. Uh, probably. I don't know how that works. All right, moving on to the three C Texas tech. Uh, Jace young is one of the best players in college baseball. He's probably gonna be a top 10 pick. He's really good. He also has kind of a funky stance. Him and Kevin Prada have that both, but he is one of the best players in the country and he's going to do some crazy shit for sure. But remember when Kurt Wilson had a walk-off seal of home and walk-off grand slam in back-to-back days, how is he going to top that? I mean, sure. He's in the postseason now. That sounds cool and all, uh, but it feels like he already peaked and I'm a little bit worried about that. Sorry. As, as someone who peaked in middle school, I am also <laughs> worried about that. You can, you can relate to that. Your peak was uh, anything else on the text? <laughs> peak was being a wee guy. <laughs> anything else on Texas tech, Steven? Uh, no, good at baseball, man. They're good at baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I, not, it, hey, Lubbock was kind of a disaster last year, so maybe they'll have more fun on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was too hot. Was, it was, yeah, way too, way too warm. Not that it won't be hot probably in Statesboro. All right. Speaking of, wow, what a transition. Remember Stanford went down there and put up a billion runs? Let's move to the Stanford Regional. The two seed. Them boys got – them boys are, are smart as well. We got some some smart some smart people in this room. Shout out to the Don't trees. you dare – don't you dare put an S on the end of their, their mascot name. Oh, this God. is not the St. Louis Cardinals. This is the Stanford Cardinal. Cardinal. This team went Cardinal official. This team went <laughs> Booyakasha through the first ever, it says Pac-12 tournament. And I guess they're the number two overall seed, which means that as Steven referred to it, over, what did you refer to it earlier as? Uh, the God. Pancreas 12? Yeah, the Pancreas, I believe, 12. Uh, this team is believe. still really good. But the guy on this team that you should care about and watch and think about and pay attention to is Braden Montgomery. Mm. Freshman. He is a two-way freshman. He plays right field when he hits and has an 80 arm. He had an incredible throw in the conference tournament. He's also been superb at the plate. On the mound, it's been a little bit more flash than cash, but he really does let it rip when he's on the bump. TBD if we'll see him in the regional. But you see this guy move and you're like, oh, yeah. He'll get drafted very high and make a lot of money. Keep an eye on him. And then uh, Brock Jones is a guy who is a two-way player, played football, kind of looks like Travis Kelsey. Yes. Brock Jones, horrible start to the season, and it was like, oh, my God, he's lost like $3 million. He should have been a top-ten pick, and he's been unreal in the second half and now might be a first-rounder anyway. Also full arm sleeve tattoo, which is incredibly intimidating. Plus 15 power. Plus 15. 
Uh, moving on to the uh, the team that will be heading out to Stanford. Stephen Shock, tell me about them Binghamton Bearcats. Binghamton Bearcats, the pride of the America East this season. Obviously, I want them to go to Omaha, represent, because they did beat the Dogs, I believe, in the conference tournament. So the Dogs should lose to the team that wins the national championship, in my mind. <laughs> oh, um, can you clarify who the Dogs are uh, for people at home? <laughs> specifically, the Chesapeake Bay Retrievers of the University of Maryland at Baltimore County. Now, Binghamton is the Bearcats. Big rivalry between dogs and cats, as most people know. Oh, now you throw a bear into the mix, holy shit. Um, we, we laughed at them for taking Snapchats at Duty Noble, but um, they took a big old who's, duty who's... on everybody else, because they're in <laughs> um, the postseason. They took one noble duty. <laughs> I could have thrown in both words. Who's laughing now? Who's Snapchatting now? You know now, what has to happen? I don't know if you guys heard. Mississippi State should have to go to Binghamton and take Snapchat. Whoa. Dude, they just got a new $60 million facility. Yeah, they got to earn know. it. I know. They got to earn they, it they now. Just, they, oh, they, oh. they, they have an opportunity to take their record to 500, which I think is huge. Um, <laughs> it would require snap. some wins. Also, this is the only baseball team I was actively thinking about while hammered at my cousin's wedding last weekend, as all of you listeners now know, because I put that on the internet. Next team we got to talk about, Texas State, the Bobcats. Jordan, yes. horns are down. Yeah, this is what I'm, I'm calling them. This is their band name. Tristan Stivers and the Horns Down Boys with a Z. Uh, <laughs> this is a very old baseball team. All kinds of 23-year-olds up and down this offense. Shortstop Dalton Shuffield. Not Sheffield. Third in Division One in runs scored with 76. Uh, this team, obviously, just, I mean, they're not going to necessarily play Texas. But, hey, if they can beat Stanford, they will also be saying, what's the opposite of, what's what's horns down for Stanford? We're going to have to brainstorm that. Trees chopped. Uh, <laughs> trees chopped. Trees chopped. It's like uh, burn down the Amazon for paper. <laughs> Terrible. You're I just can't, throwing I cannot, paper I cannot support that. Uh, Texas State, the two seed, will be taking on the three seed. UC Santa Barbara, Gauchos. Jake, tell me about the Gauchos. Oucho. Here come the Gauchos. John Sterling's call. This team had Dylan Tate a couple years ago. Uh, That was more than a couple years ago. We're getting kind of old, Jake. You can't. Oh, crap. Yeah, we really are. (laughs) But they had way more than a couple years ago. That was more than a couple years ago. Um, but this team has been a bit of a juggernaut recently out in the West Coast. 40 wins in 19, 21, and now in 22. Strong three seed. They have a guy who's like a first couple rounds in the draft named Jordan Sprinkle. Mm-hmm. You'll remember that name. He's like fine offensively, but he's a legit defender at shortstop. But then I love this. Their best power bat is a 24-year-old redshirt junior named Brock Mortensen. No K in Brock who needs it because this guy doesn't strike out. He played football for two years at Cal Poly and was like good. He was like all like player of the week. Big West, right? This is big Big West West football. All right. He was like, you know what? I don't want to be there. I want to play baseball at UC Santa Barbara instead. And so Brock with no K made his way down the coast (laughs) to play for the Gauchos. Uh, 24 year old junior. (laughs) It's just a funny sentence. I love it. <laughs> older, older than you, Shock? Uh, well, not actively, but I think he'll be older. <laughs> he might be older than you were um, when you were playing. Well, when I awesome. when I launch my idea to fly west fast enough or east fast enough to go back in time, he will be. 
So keep that in mind. Great point. All right, let's move on to the College Park Regional. There's a great sentence hosted by the University of Maryland. The Terps hit a shit ton of home runs, 123 to be exact, third most behind Old Dominion and the University of Tennessee, 9.1 runs per game, seventh most in D1. But they also have three excellent pitchers, Ryan Ramsey, Jason Savickle, Nick Dean, Bubba Aline, Matt Shaw, both have 20 home runs. And they have, speaking of Super Smash Bros., Dave Falco coming out of the bullpen. Falco, Falco punch! Um, <laughs> but oh, Bubba that's, Aline, that's, that's Captain Bubba Falcon. Aline is the guy That's a little misleading because that's really, you know, that's that's Captain Falcon, not, not in Falco. But, yeah, but he Falco is off. Fa- more, more, more players in Smash tournaments use Falco. Everybody knows that. All right, here's what's important. Maryland's hosting for the first time. The Bob is going to be rocking. What's this the Bob, Jordan? Hasn't changed in 60 years. It's going to be rocking. It has Turtle no Smith Stadium in College Park. Everything already sold out. I don't even think I am able to get tickets for it. So that's a good sign. It's going to be rocking College Park. Maryland, Maryland. fresh off their lacrosse national championship last week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, they'll obviously be feeling good. Uh, maybe the Lax Bros will be in attendance. The Terps. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Uh, the Terps will be taking on the Long Island University Sharks. No, not the Lone Sharks. No. And not, not the ducks. It's also funny, right? We think about Long Island ducks, right? <laughs> this is the sharks. Way more. These scary. are sharks on the field. Sharks in the boardroom. Um, their <laughs> their best hitter is a guy named Michael Edelman, mm. who played at Emory University Ooh. Division Three, a team that I played against quite a bit. Played there for four years. I believe he's Jewish. We stand. He's a grad student. The Sharks are baby blue and yellow. It's like Very the old, interesting. Yes. old Chargers colors. It definitely does stand out. I think this team is going to get absolutely catapulted <laughs> into the sun by Maryland, but I hope they have a great time. <laughs> they, uh, I, It reminds me of like Myrtle Beach Pelicans colors. That's the other thing. I, I hey, right. fun, fun fact you guys probably didn't know about Long Island. I played with two kids from there. They both had the nicest teeth I've ever seen in my the life. The nicest teeth. So, <laughs> not... <laughs> so think about that when they're getting catapulted to the sun. This is <laughs> Think Chinese about how nice those Chinese shark chomps. Dude, sharks have great teeth. Ooh. Yeah, well, honestly, yes. Jordan, Jordan, yeah. do you think my grandmother on Long Island <laughs> is going to be tuned in to see... Long, you know what's funny is my grandmother who lives on Long Island, yep. right, Sandra. Yep. Her daughter Carol went to Maryland. Oh wow! And so it's a uh, it's but, very. But Jakey, how can you root against Mike Yellman? You can't. I don't know what you do. <laughs> That's crazy, All Grandma. Right. Thank you for the birthday money. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Send you let's move on money. to the two-three matchup between Wake. Forest, Wake Forest, 115 home runs, fourth behind Maryland ODU in Tennessee. And the Bob, very homer-friendly. Wake Forest like, oh, we'll go hit some home runs at Maryland. That sounds good. 9.3 runs per game, fifth in D1. They got two, also have two guys with 20 homers, Brendan Tinsman and Brock Wilkin. Brock Wilkin, that's a name you should know for next year's draft. That's Wake Forest. Now, will they hit a bunch of home runs against Maryland? Who's going to be trying to stop them? I know you like Wake Forest. So if you have anything else on Wake Forest, Chuck? Uh, no, they're just really good at baseball, I think. Uh, there you go. Their pitching coach is cool. Coach is cool. All right, that's your uh, boy. They'll be taking on UConn. We talking about generosity. We talk about selflessness. Number two in the country in sack flies. What's worse than not getting the run in from third with less than two outs? 
this team lost Reggie Crawford to Tommy John, who could have been one of the best players in the country. And they're like, that's fine. We're cool. We're going to win 46 games anyway. Eric Stock, their biggest bat. He's 23 years old. We love 23-year-olds in college baseball. That's totally normal. Austin Peterson is their ace. And they're going to try to stop Wake Forest from hitting 100 home runs. Good luck to the Huskies. Oregon State Regional up in Corvallis. Corvallis, Corvallis. The Beavers, what a surprise. They're really awesome at baseball. Particularly, they're really good at fielding the baseball, taking care of the baseball. I love that term. It always makes me laugh. 984 fielding percentage, number two in Division I baseball. Cooper Jerpy, he's a likely first-round pick, left-handed pitcher. Jacob Melton. Let's talk about Cooper Jerpy first. Oh, yeah. Because if you see his name pop up on the screen when you're watching ESPN squeeze play or whatever it's called now, yep. which you should, cause it's great. Yep. Shout out. And green. you see a name that starts with H J you're going to be like, what? How sway? How? What you need to know is that it's pronounced jerpy, not herpy. <laughs> yes. Thankfully. Uh, jerpy is very loud. It is not silent and he's very good. He yeah, is very, despite very all the college baseball ads I get for herpes medicine, it's not <laughs> pronounced herpes. Okay? It's not. It's Jerpy. And you better learn that name because this dude is the real deal. Jacob Melton, what a breakout for him, the outfielder. He also might be a first-round pick. And then one of our favorite names, particularly in the accent of his homeland, Jake, tell me about Travis Bazana. 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 Travis Bazana. He's from Australia. He likes McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. He's got Coopers, uh, Cascades. <laughs> freshman, freshman hitter. He's very good. And then Wade Meckler is just like college baseball Brett Gardner. So uh, they're really good. They're awesome. And obviously, hosting in Corvallis is always a good time. Who will they be taking on? A team that lost more games than they won, New Mexico State. But who cares? If you win the conference tournament, you get to come to the party. Unlike our podcast, New Mexico State plays in an offensive environment. Okay, we do not have an offensive environment. We have a loving environment. Not New Mexico State. They're out here. They're out there cussing, and calling <laughs> each other names. Reckless, very vulgar. <laughs> vulgar, very offensive, taking advantage of, of the needy. But they're also dropping crazy bombs because it's actually an offensive environment, not an offensive not environment. Not offensive environment. It is literally a launching pad. It is Coors Field on steroids. It is at elevation. The ball absolutely flies out of there. You get some bonkers offensive numbers. This is where uh, top 10 pick from a few years ago, Nick Gonzalez, was. The Orioles took a kid named Joey Ortiz out of there who's a shortstop. His offensive numbers have certainly not translated to pro ball. That being said, they do have a guy named Logan Galena, a sophomore catcher with 21 homers. And then their best arm, Ian Mejia, was a 35th round pick out of high school by the Mets. So there's probably some some gas in his tank. Talented gentleman. And he decided, I'm going to go pitch in Las Cruces. Very interesting decision (laughs) for Ian Mejia. Anyway, uh, they're obviously going to be one of the bigger underdogs. Um, but they're like, oh, who cares? I also games we won. ready for a take. I think we need to have a tournament one year where all of the Aggies play and there's only one Aggie because we can't have so many Aggies. Well, there's so many losers have to go play in Montana. So I'll make the Aggies is even more, dude, because there's no Aggies in pro sports. Oh, no one's like the, yeah. oh, here's the minor league Binghamton Aggies. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. Fair What's point. an Aggie? Uh, I think it's like get... Aggie-ricultural, maybe. <laughs> Once again, let's go to the 2-3 matchup. One of my favorite 2-3s in all of the tournament. You guys heard of this 
how do we pronounce it? Vanderbilt? Bill? The T- Van- Vanderbilt. Yeah, they make power tools. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt, we know them. They are the two seed. What do you need to know about them? You probably know about Vanderbilt. They're on TV a lot on the SEC network. But Vanderbilt this year had a really weird season. Their pitching staff is extremely young. Carter Holton, Devin Futrell, Christian Little is still like 14 years old. Uh, Patrick Riley, uh, they're all, all kinds of freshmen. But they're very talented. You just never know what you're going to get. And then on offense, Dom Keegan, Spencer Jones, those dudes are legit. Enrique Bradfield Jr., the most excited player in college baseball. After that, no clue what you're getting. And uh, that has resulted in an up-and-down season for the Doors they but Enrique doors. Bradfield Jr. is worth tuning in for on his own. Absolutely. Kids all and I believe, I believe he still hasn't been caught. I believe he's, uh, I think, like 46 or 46. So hmm. uh, tune in to see if someone can catch Enrique Bradfield's ceiling. I bet it's not going to happen. You know who wouldn't? The NYPD. My <laughs> friend Jake was in a terrible accident, New York <laughs> Police Department, and he has been served unjustly. Wait, no, I have not been accused of a crime. Shock. Yeah, but the That's service the service was unjust. <laughs> service <laughs> okay. He deserves <laughs> better. Yeah, I do. Uh, Jake, tell me about uh, San Diego re- returning to the postseason for the first time since 2013. Shouts out to Chris Bryant. Yep. Shouts out to Riley Adams. Yes. Shouts out to Connor Joe. Shouts out to Paul Seawald. Talked to him today at uh, Camden Yards about University of San Diego baseball. Small Very flex. normal guy, huh? Love that. Um, but the University of San Diego, they beat a very legit Gonzaga team twice in the WCC tournament to get a spot here. They were probably on the bubble. Bubble out. Instead, they're no bubble in. They're, one of their best bets is a guy named Kevin Sim. He is a sophomore infielder. His dad, Chung Sue Shim is like one of the best KBO players of all time. Oh, he is ninth on the all-time home run list in KBO, and he moved to the States after his career so that his son would have a better baseball experience and potentially get drafted. Love Pretty that. crazy. You know what Love I like story. about San Diego? What? They're no bubble offense. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, that's, yeah. That's, they that's, aren't on the okay. bubble anymore. They made it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to shout out. Ch- what? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know. We're going fast, man. I wanted to shout out Chase Mydroth. I think he's going to be a high draft pick, and no one's talking about him in San Diego. All right, let's move on to Auburn. Uh, this is an easy one. Uh, Sunny D. Sunny Deshara. Awesome. I don't need to say anything else. If you've ever seen a video of Sonny Deshara hitting a baseball, you will be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. He's so But happy. I love – I the, love, He's the big fucker. I love so much <laughs> that he went, he went from, oh, haha, look at this guy. He's hitting. And it's like, oh, wait, no, he has the highest OPS in, in, in the country. <laughs> uh, I love Sonny D. He's incredible. And Tim Hudson is the pitching coach. So when they make mound visits, you'll be like, I recognize that guy. Is that – yeah, no, it is. It is Tim Hudson. Is that Mark Mulder? Oh, so close. Auburn – We'll be taking on hosting regional. Congrats to them. They'll be welcoming in southeastern Louisiana. You mentioned earlier, uh, Stephen Shock, that the good uh, folks at Campbell like to get hit by pitches. Mm-hmm. Well, they're number two in the country, and that's because the Southeast Louisiana Lions were hit by 124 pitches this year. The most college baseball led by Rhett Rosevere 
who was hit 35 times this year in 59 games. This dude, I am ex- I'm just going to tune in to see how far over the plate Rhett Rosevear is standing. <laughs> I think that will be uh, worth watching on its own. Preston Faulkner, their other big bat, of course, a fifth-year slugger with 17 home runs. Stephen Chuck, tell me about the UCLA Bruins. UCLA Bruins, one of the funniest things you need to know and one of the coolest things you need to know is they set a record in the pancreatic 12 um, <laughs> tournament this year when Kenny Oyama was the designated hitter. He is the shortest designated hitter in the history of the pancreatic 12 awareness um, tournament because uh, he's five foot four and he balls out, which is sick. And Max Rajak, he's underrated. He should get paid. Their pitching staff. I, I love Max Radjic, dude. I think he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I pronounced I don't know why it people wrong. Aren't talking I, about him. I, I saw no, his okay. name. I knew I was going to pronounce it wrong, but I tried. It's okay. That's what matters. Yeah. And I went in with Max confidence. Radjic. You know? <laughs> but their pitching uh, coach and, is and David Berg. I don't know if you remember that. He name. is? He's the pitching coach? Yeah, he, oh, either a pitching Jake coach Pitt's or an hero. assistant. He, he was like my Jesus growing up. I remember watching him and all my friends went go karting in a summer ball tournament, and I stayed in the hotel in Myrtle Beach at Coastal Carolina, to watch him pitch. And I was like, I, I could probably do that. And he was my pitching coach one day. It was sick. He's a cool guy. I love that guy. Dave that guy's a hero. Berg. Ugh. Uh, and Kenny Oyama, again. Like, he is incredibly tiny and incredibly good at baseball. How tall is he, Jordan? I, I want to hammer home. This is not Dustin Petroia, people. No. Okay? No, no, no. This is shorter than any Major League Baseball player we've ever seen. Kenny Oyama is 5'4". <laughs> And legitimately good. Yeah. It's not like an Eddie Goodell. Like, this <laughs> no, is not no. a bit. He is incredible. Now, Max Radic, big fan of him. One of the best pitchers in this con- in the country in the tournament. But who's he facing? Florida State. Holy shit. They're in their 44th straight postseason. Is that good? That sounds good. 44 straight postseasons. That streak will end at some point, and then shit's going to get weird in Tallahassee. They're not going to know what to do with themselves <laughs> during this week. Uh, now, their offense is not great, but they have Parker Messing and Bryce Harper, two of the best pitchers in the country. Parker Messing against... Did you say Max Bryce Hubbard. Harper? Bryce Harper. Bryce Hubbard. Bryce Hubbard. Hubbard. He's like Hubbard. Bryce Harper, but you got a mouthful of cotton balls. <laughs> That's the good thing about him on the mound. Bryce Hall. <laughs> Bryce Hubbard. Maybe, maybe you're one of those crazy cool kids who plays that fluffy marshmallow game. Or fluffy bunny, whatever it may be called, and you're jamming that is them in what there. You should have said Say first. Say Either one works. Either one. The uh, let's move on to Blacksburg, Virginia Tech, four seed. This lineup is crazy. Usually, when you pull up an offensive stats, you're like, oh wow, okay, there's a couple guys, thousand OPS. Oh, that guy's good. They've got, I think, seven dudes with an OPS over a thousand. Gavin Cross is going to be a first-rounder. Cade Hunter might be a top-three-rounder. Eduardo Malinowski, there's a great name. That dude's From been incredible. From Penn, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Transfer. Nick Bittison and Tanner Schobel in the infield. Jack Hurley. This lineup is nuts. Uh, and the outfield seems enormous. Whenever I watch a game um, in Blacksburg, I feel like it is like the Coors Field of just like so much space in the outfield for activities and extra base hits. 
Uh, you've played there, Stephen Shock. Can you confirm? Uh, yeah, it felt pretty small when I was a sophomore <laughs> in high school, and I gave up a bomb over the scoreboard. But other than that, it pretty might, big. Look, it might be. Pretty it big. might be a. It might be a, an optical illusion. But there's something about whenever they show it's the, the pleats, like the, the big VT, like it's just I don't know. It seems huge. Anyway, Virginia Tech, one of the best offenses in the country. Who's going to try to slow them down? The Wright State Raiders. I am a big fan of the Wright State Raiders. Now, they're not quite as good as they were last year when they did all their, their did their very best against Tennessee <laughs> and uh, got Drew Gilberted um, to the moon. But I still like this team. Alex Sayre, outfielder, is probably their best player. I really like their catcher, Sammy Sass. There's a great name. They have another hitter named Gehrig Anglin. Gehrig yeah. Anglin. That is a, a great baseball name. Him and Zane Harris are both like 28 years old, and they hit dingers. Fun so fact. I like Wright State, but they're going to have to outscore Virginia Tech. Good freaking luck. Anything else on the Raiders, Sean? Uh, fun fact. I've played with three guys who played at Wright State, and they all have the team logo tattooed on them. I don't are know these? what the hell that means, but it's got to be something good, right? Oh, my God. You are you are breaking out some, some pretty good fun facts here. All right, uh, Jake, let's move to the 2-3 matchup in Blacksburg. Zags, the Zags. There are a lot of teams in this uh, in this here tournament where it's like, wow, their offense is awesome. I don't know about the pitching. Opposite with Gonzaga, Gabe Hughes, first rounder. Will Kempner throws crazy hard. Tristan Vreeling also throws hard, super good. That is an incredible pitching rotation. Brody Jesse out of the bullpen. Offense, eh, not great, but hopefully they're going to score some runs in this regional with some other offensive teams. Their best hitters named Tyler Rando. How random is that? Uh, <laughs> Jake Gonzaga is taking on the Columbia Lions. Um, Columbia, these guys are like if they they're, they're going to be fine, right? I mean, they're they're Columbia, so like yeah, win lose they'll be all right. Win lose or draw, they're going to be fine. They won the Ivy League, where there is no Ivy on any of the outfield walls, which is some. God, geez, if you really think about it, the NL Central is the Ivy League. A couple things about this team: one of their best bats is a guy named Andy Blake. Andy Blake went to a high school in New Jersey called the Hun school, which is apparently like a famous private school that I've never heard of, but I think it's a hilarious name for the school because it's like people just making Mulan jokes when they play them to defeat the Huns. Oh yes. I've, uh, I, I do know that it's in Princeton. I'm, I'm very, it is in Princeton. Yes. The Hun school, uh, Columbia beat Penn, to win the Ivy League, Penn was actually on the bubble before the bubble got super weird and everyone lost their conference tournaments. Um, So they beat them. They have wins over Stetson, Baylor, Houston, and Army. I think the Ivy League team is generally kind of underrated because people look at the Ivy League and they're like, whoa, bunch of nerds. Whoa, they do math good. (laughs) Like, I think some of the qualities that allow you to go to Columbia, whether it means that you're rich or that you're smart, mm-hmm. actually, or you work hard, <laughs> overlap into being good at sports. Makes me sick. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think they're really good, And um, but, you know, good luck. Hey, also, like, it's just good to see an Ivy as a three. I feel like they're yeah. basically always a four. So maybe that should tell you how, how much respect we're putting on the Columbia lines. I like this regional. I think this is my favorite regional. I agree. All right. The winner of the Blacksburg Regional will take on the winner of the Gainesville Regional, the Gators. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Florida. Florida. What do we got to know about Florida? Well, they had a first-round pitcher named Hunter Barco. He got Tommy John. That sucks. Sucks for him. Sorry. Maybe we'll see him with the, with the, with the brace on, in the dugout just hanging out. 
Good news is they have Judd Fabian, who did come back last year after not getting as much money as he had hoped in the draft. And he was like, yo, I'm just going to cut this K rate half, you know, basically in half. And now I'm going to go even higher next year. Judd Fabian is awesome. But Wyatt Langford is the real story of the year, who barely played last year and then hit over 20 homers this year, one of the best players in the SEC. Obviously, Florida has good baseball teams. That's not news. Uh, but without Barco, they're going to need Brandon Sprode and Brandon Neely to step up. I will say this about Florida. They're not, I don't find them entertaining. I know that's not the point. If we're talking about like SEC team watchability ranking versus how good they are, I'd rather watch Vandy than them. And Vandy is like a disaster sometimes. And Florida is a better baseball team than them for sure. Based on resume. We want more chaos. Florida, not enough chaos for me. Yeah, I agree. That said, I do love Judd and Brandon's pro throws really hard. Uh, Anything on Florida shock? Uh, no, it's way too suit and tie. Not enough funny business. Well said. They will be taking on Central Michigan. Fire up MFN chips. Whatever that means, they all say it. The four seed. Fire them up. Down the MAC champs. Bringing the mac to Florida. Jake Are they going to drive? Are they Michigan. driving down? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be very gritty of them. But uh, what do you think? What, what that- you got on, on, on the... the the old Chippewas. It would be very gritty, very Mac of them to drive down in their <laughs> pickup trucks to take be. on Florida. I love their all yellow uniforms. It's very Cuban, like the, yeah. the yellow <laughs> yes. pants. They are fifth yeah. in the country in walks. Ooh, nice. So that means this whole team looks good and looks good, if you know what I mean. Mm. Nice. Because they walk and I like their uniforms. So they looks good. Uh, they have a guy named Mario Camilletti was 11th in the country and walks. And then Isn't the real thing NASCAR to know about driver? them, Sorry. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Every year there's one or two four seeds who have just like an oh, absolute hoss yes. on the mound. Yes. And it's like, okay, you know, a team that won a bad conference isn't like a good team, but when their best pitchers on the mound, they are. Right. And that's central Michigan. They have a guy named Andrew Taylor. President ass name He's, who had 117 K's in 79 innings. Isn't he Taylor's, on the 20? He's, what'd you say? He's on the $20 <laughs> bill, correct? He's on the $20 bill. He is real news, and it's a shame we're being robbed of him versus Barco, but like, yeah, he could totally just beat Florida. Now it'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move to the 2 3 matchup. Boomer, MF, and Sooner. So good. Not later. They are on fire. Holy crap. This team just steamrolled through the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they run like crazy. 135 steals, fifth most in D1. And this offense is just moving right now. Blake Robertson at the top. Uh, speaking of walks, you mentioned Central Michigan. 62 walks, I believe, is tied for most in Division One. This dude started Oklahoma State, went to junior college, and then ended up at Oklahoma. Uh, and now he's this very weird, enormous first baseman who doesn't have a lot of power but walks all the time. Uh, Jake Bennett, big left-hander, one of the best pitchers left in the tournament. He's very good um, and has made a lot of money this spring. He'll probably be a top-two-round pick. And then Peyton Graham, a uh, slow start for him, but shortstop, a lot of power, a lot of speed. He's very talented as well. He's also going to get paid in the draft this season. Oklahoma on Fuego. Speaking of Fuego, Stephen Shock, the Liberty Flames. Yeah. I like that transition here. Nice. Eastern time. Nice. We've been working on them. Yeah, so the Flames are interesting. Their catcher, Gray Betts, is pretty good. He is named the captain. Um, it, well, his name is Gray Betts, but they, you know, let him be the captain of the team. They yeah, have, he is he is his captain. He is a gets. They have three Hillier, but two other guys named Trey. The, the fun thing is, three? 
His number, I believe, is actually three. So I'd like for the other guys' numbers to be six and nine. Because it's, you know, Trey one, Ooh, Trey two. Good kind point. of a math equation. I don't equation. think they are, but it should be. Yeah, or because, like, you know, the square root of the third Trey's number is already taken. If you're doing math, if you're a high schooler listening to this podcast, solve that problem. Show it to your parents. Have them check that work. Do it. <laughs> Derek Orndorff is really freaking good at baseball. He hits home runs. He's old. He's 23 years old. He is. He's I got will the say weird though, path. I will say, though, about Derek Orndorff. I don't know if he's homered in the last like month and a half because I think he's still at like 16 and he had 16 in like the first two weeks. So yeah, but he has him. He has him. I know. So we can do it. I just like I, he is cooled down in, in a, in a somewhat concerning fashion, but he's still very good. Uh, that's the flames the flames against the team that is on fire. Oklahoma. That is the Florida regional. We move on to uh college station i love that we have a regional in college station and a regional in college park (laughs) yes we do uh but and last year we had a d3 regional in collegeville minnesota you're welcome jake tell me about texas a&m uh i'm very in on this program first year coach (laughs) i mean (laughs) jim schlossnagel it's jim right yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. It's just funny calling him a first-year coach. I mean, he's it is his first year there. Uh, well, <laughs> I said first-year coach, and you gave me a look. I was like, no, it's his first year. Freshman uh, Schloss, year. Schlossnagel was the head coach at TCU for a very long time, helped turn TCU into a juggernaut program. Then Texas A&M was like, hey, do you want generational wealth? And he was like, Yes. Yes, I do. And so he went from TCU to Texas A&M. He brought along friend of the show, Nate Yeske, who was the pitching coach at Oregon State for a while, and then under Jay Johnson at Arizona. Those two have taken a program that has been pretty lackluster in the last handful of years and revived them. And they are hosting a regional shouts out to the Aggies. And what is fun about this is that TCU is also in this regional so we will, we will have the Schloss Bowl, yes. maybe, at some point. But in the yes. first game, Texas A&M will take on Oral Roberts. My favorite yes. kind of Roberts. <laughs> That's great, Shock. Jordan, tell me about Oral Roberts. The Summit League champions. Their best hitter is named Jackson Lofton, shortstop, transfer from Sam Houston. And then how can you bet against the guy literally named Legend? That dude's a legend, bro. That guy's... Oh, man. Yes, Legend Smith, their number two pitcher, transferred from Oklahoma. Legend, L-E-D-G-E-N-D, which I appreciate the creativity with the spelling there. Putting the double Ds in legend. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Shouts out to Jose Trevino and friend of the show, Russell Dorsey, to Oral Roberts grads. Wow, what a shout. Holy crap. What a shout out there. Uh, But yeah, the Summit League champs. They'll be heading on down from Oklahoma, right there in Oklahoma. Oral Roberts way up there on schools that when I first heard of them when I was younger, I was like, where the fuck is that? And I believe they are in Oklahoma. All right, let's get back to the Schloss Bowl. TCU, the two seed. Tell me about them. Uh, They're really good at baseball. Um, They have a really good social media production team. Fun fact, though, their pitcher, Luke Savage, also makes those videos, and he posts them himself, his hype (laughs) videos, and they're freaking sick. Another fun fact about Luke Savage, he's good at baseball. 
Oh, Steve, that's not enough fun facts about Luke Savage. Give me another. He also has a nonprofit as a college kid, which, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, a kicking a dead horse because he's already a nonprofit as a college player. <laughs> but it's called Blessed Feet. He gives shoes to people who don't really have many shoes. That's nice. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> this awesome. guy is not a savage. But that, no, this Luke, sounds like Luke Savage. How does he have time for all this? Luke this Nice. Impressive. Luke Nice. Yeah. I love that. He's, he is savagely generous. We love we love Luke Savage. Shouts out to the Horned Frogs. Kirk Sarlus. Fun name. Big leaguer. He will not. I believe it's Sarlos. Sarlos. I, I apologize. And I, I can't figure out if he's suspended or not for this. Eh, maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Elijah Nunez, he's the hitter to watch for the Horned Frogs. Who will they be taking on? We got some more good names coming up here. The Raging Cajuns coming over from Louisiana. Fourth in Division One in triples. We love triples. Oh, baby, a triple. Triples is best. If you know that reference, we appreciate you. They have a reliever named Bo Bonds. I don't... <laughs> Bonds? I just haven't seen a lot of other Bonds in baseball, honestly. Yeah. I've seen Bond. Um, Bonds. Yeah. It uh, doesn't look related at all, but Bo Bonds is not a name you forget, and he has a crazy strikeout rate and very talented. Their best player is a sophomore infielder named Carson Rockefort. Um, and he looks, seems like a real dude to watch out for. So that'll be the Raging Cajuns against the Horned Frogs. We love college baseball mascots. Let's move on to the Louisville. Louisville from Louisiana to Louisville, where the winner of the College Station Regional will take on the winner of the Louisville Regional. Let me tell you about them Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, Dalton Rushing is freaking incredible. I'm a huge fan of this guy. Obviously, this is the program that gave us Will Smith and then Henry Davis last year. Dalton Rushing quietly has more home runs than them. Uh, he has been incredible this year. Him and Ben Metzinger, also 23-year-old. He's been hitting Metz dingers left and right. The pitching, eh. Who cares? They hit home runs. Who cares? They hit home runs and they'll be at home. And, of course, we have to mention uh, with Louisville, what do we always think about uh, with Louisville's park is the random playground uh, in left field. I think you know roughly what I'm talking about. Steve. Yeah, I don't know they hit home why runs. it's there. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, no Every one's ever on it. There, I'm, like, I'm like, who is that for? Um, so we love that. Uh, they will be taking on the four seed, SEMO, Southeast Missouri State. We got Southeastern Louisiana. We got Southeast Missouri State. Seems like a key to the postseason. Be uh, Southeast something. Southeastern yeah. is currently in the NAIA World Series. I mean, geez, seems like a secret sauce. Uh, SEMO, uh, here's what you got to know about SEMO. First of all, Dylan Lawson, the Yankees hitting coach, he was there. He turned that program into – uh, an offensive juggernaut. But also, Tyler Wilbur has been there for, I think, f- four, five, six, seven years. Um, this gentleman turns 25 in November, and this year, after being merely good for them, uh, now has 18 home runs and 73 RBIs this year as a 24-year-old. He is an adult, and he is hitting like an adult. He's older than me playing, so that's good. He is, is, is ridiculous. So Tyler Wilbur. Uh, obviously the leader of that squad. The two and three in this regional, we got Oregon. Oregon. The Oregon Ducks is another very offensive team. And here's what you got to know about the Ducks. Uh, They play in the same park 
that now has the Eugene Emeralds. And I keep seeing highlights of San Francisco Giants pro- uh, prospects like Marco Luciano hitting home runs on their field, that even though they're not there anymore. It's weird. Uh, but it's, it's extremely bizarre, and I love it. And Marco Luciano is college age, and they should be able to have him for the tournament. The Giants should give, to give him on loan like it's European soccer and say, hey, you guys get Marco Luciano for the regional. It's, it's, it's all good. We're not violating any sort of NCAA violations. We're, 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 we're chilling. Uh, but as for the players who are actually on Oregon, Josh Kasevich, he could be a top – uh, top few round pick, uh, Anthony Hall, very talented outfielder. And then on the mound, uh, we got guys like Isaac Aon and RJ Gordon. But really, it's going to be about the pitching for them because Adam Mayer, their real ace, got hurt. Sad for the Ducks. Uh, Jake, what you got on blue? Go blue. Go blue, right? That's what they say. Go blue about the University of Michigan. I love the University of Michigan baseball program. Eric Backage is their head coach. I love the way he goes about his business this team made a miracle run to the championship game a couple years ago before losing to Vanderbilt. A lot of those players have since moved on. Things you need to know about this program. Their best hitter is a guy named Clark Elliott, who led the Cape Cod League in batting average last summer. He is a Pretty hell of a league. ball player. I got really good reviews on him as a dude as well. He is a graduate of Barrington High School mm. in Illinois. Shouts out, friend of the show, Ryan Ludis. Uh, Clark Elliott, very talented. Joe Stewart, also their their old dude who's given us a couple dope bat flips. He was a transfer from Michigan State to Michigan, which I think is kind of hilarious. And then the last thing to know is that their volunteer assistant coach is a guy named Brandon Inge. Yes, the same one. (laughs) A guy named Brandon Inge. What? Yes, we love Brandon Inge. Um, Brandon Inge, (laughs) Oklahoma State, they've got Robin Ventura and and Matt Holliday, but... You don't got Brandon Inge. Sorry about it. All right. Let's move down to Coral Gables. Shock, you know a little bit about Miami. Miami, the Hurricanes. Yeah, well, Will Smith wouldn't write a song about him in his clean rap albums if they were bad at baseball. Um, They did not do great in the conference tournament. And that's fine. Because they still made the postseason. Um, Yohandi Morales, uh, he hits a lot of home runs. Last year when we played him, I got pissed off when he was ever at the plate because he ended up hitting a home run. Andrew Walters is the best closer in the country. That's just a simple fact. And he throws (laughs) fastballs. He could literally sit there and say, hey, fastball's coming, and guys would still miss it. Um, He only allowed four runs in 30 innings, which pretty freaking good. Struck out 57 in those 30 innings. Um, Are they an obnoxious team? Maybe, yeah, but that's good. But but they do baseballs better. better. That, but they're no. But here's the thing: like, yeah. th- I don't think this team is is obnoxious for like a Miami team. Sure, I want them to be more obnoxious. Is actually what I <laughs> why I wrote that on there. I want the U to act like they are God's gift to college baseball. <laughs> I want their high horse to be on the mountaintop. I want this team to walk around with a swagger and an entitlement that reverberates for miles. That's what Uh, this program deserves. I agree. Last thing I'll say on Miami, because I honestly haven't watched that much of them this year, but Andrew Walters closing out a regional or possibly closing out a super regional to go to Omaha is going to be lit, as the kids say. Now, who's the lucky four seed that's heading down to Coral Gables? It's Canisius. Is that a disease? Do you know where, Jake, do you know where Canisius is? Canisius is in Connecticut. 
Stephen Shock, do you know where Canisius is? I believe it's a rash on my upper thigh. <laughs> okay. Where, if it's not that, where is it? Um, <laughs> Give me a geographic uh, uh, location. Illinois. Uh, no. Shit. Rhode Island, North Carolina. Uh, also no. It is in Buffalo. Sure. 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 Canisius, here's what you need to know about uh, Buffalo. And this is probably why they have Canadian sophomore second baseman Max Grant is one of just 15 players in Division I baseball hitting over 400 and one of just five who are still in this tournament. So he Max sw- Grant, he one of the swam best across the Niagara Falls to get there. He's just, he, yeah. In a barrel. <laughs> and now he's on Canisius. Uh, and the number one pitcher is named Matt Duffy, like every other freaking baseball player. All right. The 2 3 matchup is. Arizona, the Wildcats are heading over to Coral Gables where they will rematch against their super regional matchup, Ole Miss. But before we get to Ole Miss, let's tell you about the Wildcats. Uh, They were in the World Series last year. That was pretty cool, right? They were. Arizona is just LSU before their LSU. That Um, is one way to think about it because their head coach last year, Jay Johnson, took the LSU job because we all would. They replaced him with a guy named Chip Hale, who used to play for the Wildcats. Baseball fans out there might recognize that name because he used to manage the Diamondbacks. This made me think about how we call big league coaches managers and college coaches head coaches, something that me and Jordan fight a lot about because I often uh, will call major league managers head coaches, and he gets mad at me. Uh, this team is led by a catcher named Daniel Susak. He's the younger brother of Andrew Susak, who played for the Giants. Daniel is a first-round pick. Tons of power for a catcher. But a guy on this team I like is Tanner Otremba. Yes, that is a name. Tanner Otremba. Transferred from Texas Tech. Lots of power for an outfielder. His cousin is Orioles icon Anthony Bamboom. Two names totally different and equally fantastic. That's a great. That's a great fun fact. They also they also have a guy named like Ryan Casagrande or something. Oh, I think it's oh, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Casagrande. I played against yes. him in high school. He went to Paul the Sixth. Don't no. know if you know oh, that. Wait, Paul the Sixth. Yeah, or Paul the fi- PVI. Fifth or sixth. PVI. <laughs> I don't know Roman. I didn't speak it. <laughs> no Roman. Uh, the. Uh, Arizona Wildcats will be taking on the team that finagled its way in. They, <laughs> they, it was a heist. They, really Ocean's was. 15 featuring Ole Miss. People are not happy. No Tommy Tanks. Yes, Jacob Gonzalez bombs. And, Tell us a little uh, bit about Ole Miss. Let's maybe. be very honest. I'm happy for Tim Elko and Tim Elko only. And Dylan Delucia. And Dylan Delucia. And Dylan Delucia. Just those two, though. Just the those three, two. Those are the three people that you need to know on this team. We're yes. going to tell you about them right now. Number one, Ole Miss. They were really bad for the first half of the year. Then they got super hot. Then they sputtered out in the SEC tournament. Okay? That's their season uh, trajectory. Tim Elko, 23 years old, super senior. Uh, tours ACL a couple years ago. Last year? Last, last year. year. Yep. Yep. Last year and hit a bunch of home runs uh, in the playoffs despite not being able to really walk. Incredible. Jacob Gonzalez is the opposite of Tim Elko. Jacob Gonzalez is a probable top 10 pick next year. Super talented shortstop. The other guy to know is Dylan Delucia, who was talking shit about Tennessee and their child uh, Little League Little ballpark. League. And then they kicked his ass or they kicked his team's ass. And then since then, he's been the best pitcher on the team. There you go. Uh, Tim Elko is so good. 
<laughs> he's so much fun to watch. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez might be the number one pick next year. All right, moving on. The winner of this regional in Coral Gables will be taking on the winner of the Hattiesburg Regional hosted by Southern Miss. What do you need to know about Southern Miss? It's very simple. This is the second best pitching staff in the country. You could argue it's the best pitching staff, but I wouldn't. But I would certainly argue they're number two. They're number two in most of the categories in the country behind Tennessee uh, and Florida State. Uh, Number two in ERA, number two in WHIP, number two in K per nine. They have an incredible baseball name who will be a top pick next year. Hurston Waldrip. That guy is legit. Him and Tanner Hall uh, are leading that pitching staff, and it is just super-duper elite. Hattiesburg is going to be bumping this weekend for sure, particularly because of who they're welcoming in. We'll get to the two-seed in a second. But who is the team tasked with scoring runs against the Southern Miss Eagles? Golden Eagles? Eagles? Golden Eagles? I always forget. Thank Golden. Army. Army's back in the postseason for, I believe, the fourth year in a row. The Patriot League champions. And here's a little fun thing about Army. Their best player is a sophomore third baseman named Sam Ruda. He was a high school uh, draft guy in 2020. And in 2020 shortened draft when there was only five rounds, there were a couple guys, even some high schoolers, that decided, like, screw it, I'm just going to I'm just gonna sign going to pro ball. There were multiple reports out that said that the Padres had signed Sam Ruda. And it was like, all right, cool, Padres, they picked up this good high schooler from Pennsylvania. And then at some point, it, it just didn't happen, and now he's just at Army, and now he's with their best player. And lucky them, because they clearly need him on offense, and he will be tasked with scoring against the Southern I Miss ran Eagles. into this entire team in the airport while they were traveling somewhere at LaGuardia. I was there with literally the whole team. How about that? And let me tell you, they're a buttoned-up group. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. I'm, he, he chose a different a- kind of draft. So great, well said. Very great uh, contrast to the two seed in this regional. Go Tigers. The LSU Tigers. Oh boy, they're going to travel well over to Hattiesburg. Thankfully, this, the LSU Tigers baseball team is not the American Army. Well said. Be because <laughs> the defense is poor at best. Now, Jake, as you were saying about Florida earlier, LSU is very entertaining because they have some incredible baseball players like Dylan Cruz and Jacob Berry and Trey Morgan uh, and Cade Doty. Tyler McMahon is great, great, great players. And at the same time, this defense will do things that you, even though Trey Morgan is unbelievable at first, this defense will do things that you did not think were possible, and I don't mean that in a good way. Having Trey Morgan at first is like, investing no money into your kitchen and buying like a $400,000 microwave. <laughs> it's like, well, the it stove doesn't work and no sense. my fridge isn't plugged in and my cupboards are slanted, but my microwave is unreal. And it doesn't help that their pitching staff is also not great. Shout out Blake money. We love Blake money and his, and his older brother, ca- younger, younger brother, brother cash money. Younger brother cash. Younger brother cash money. Um, uh, Little League World Series legend. But yeah, this team's very chaotic. Anything could happen. They could storm through this regional or they could go two and out because they make 17 errors. Um, but they'll be interesting. They will but Dylan Cruz is, might Dylan be the Cruz best is, player in college baseball. He really, he really might be. He is, he is unreal. All right, they'll be taking on the three-seed Wait, Can I say sauce. something? Can oh, I say yeah, something about, about Dylan Cruz? I want to say yeah. something about Dylan Cruz. Yeah. I thought it was C-R-U-Z for a long time. <laughs> And I think that's fair, but it's C-R-E-W-S. And that's just something I want all of our listeners to know. Do you Important think, also. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. Do you think he was named after the Chevy Cruise? 
Very possible. Uh, but I was going to say is it doesn't ruin the hashtag lose for Cruz hashtag for all the terrible teams in Major League Baseball this year. All right, the three seed, Kennesaw State. This is only their second ever appearance. They made it in 2014. They won the A-Sun, and they have one of my favorite players in the tournament. That's 23-year-old outfielder Josh Hatcher. This dude was playing for Mississippi State. He was on the team last year when they won the College World Series, and this dude made the right call. He was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I get playing time. I'm going to go home, I believe, because I think he's a Georgia boy, home to Kennesaw and just be freaking unreal as a 23-year-old super senior, and he's in the postseason and Mississippi State isn't. I love that. Also, he's 103 hits, which is tied for the most in Division One. Also, they have two different players named Cash. Their first baseman is named Donovan Cash, and their third baseman is named Cash Young. That's hilarious. Cash Cash. Uh, and they have a pitcher named Harry Kane, which is funny. Spelled differently, but still. Oh, get in. Get in. Harry Kane, one of the best one of the best finishers. He should be the closer, right? I mean, that's <laughs> – come on. He's got he's clinical. Be the he's clinical. Clinical. Clinical finish. All right. Let's move on to Stillwater. We got four regionals left. Speaking in Oklahoma, I'll I'll leave this one to you, Stephen. Yeah. What um, do people need to know about? Did Oklahoma you know State? that Griffin Dorshing is both big <laughs> and strong? He hits the baseball very hard and very far. I would I would expect to see some home runs out of him playing in a, in his home ballpark. Um, Nolan McLean, he he's playing for the Cowboys. That's a great name for an actual cowboy. So maybe you know if baseball doesn't work out, which I think it will for him. He becomes a real rancher. He has 99 punch outs. Very talented guy. Matt Holliday and Robin Ventura are on the staff, which is quite a flex. It's really, they got Ventura coaching first. Matt Holliday is just like chilling as the assistant. Yeah, just having Josh. giant fucking forearms. <laughs> That's all he's doing. All the time. Uh, Griffin Dorshing is about as close to those forearms as you're ever going to see in college. Really? Honestly. And they are. They are tatted the F up. All right, they'll be taking on the four seed, Missouri State. Missouri State. Uh, two players you got to know on Missouri State. Drake Baldwin, their catcher, super underrated. I think he should be a top five-round draft pick, one of the best catchers in college baseball. doesn't get nearly enough love. And then another guy in the similar vein to Griffin Dorshing is Dakota yeah. Katowski, the big Katowski. This dude strikes out a shit ton, but he can hit him harder than basically – Almost anyone else in college baseball besides, unfortunately for him, Griffin Dorshing. If they both homer in the same game, oh, baby. My head's oh, going to hurt. Your head is going to hurt. Uh, all right. The two seed is, I mean, from how much we talked about them last year, I feel like I've heard nothing about the Arkansas Wu-Pig Suey Razorbacks uh, this season. How much Arkansas have you watched, Stephen Schock? Because I really have not watched They Arkansas caught a before. raccoon that one time. That was cool. That's true. That's true. But remember, I missed that podcast episode. Yeah. So. I guess um, I think that's why I did listen to it, but that's true. Uh, that's true. I remember early in the season, Robert Moore made a cool sliding spinning play. Um, <laughs> that's true. That did happen. But that was... That's in dumb much sense. Yeah, I was going to say, he's hitting 232. But that sliding Probably play not. was cool. <laughs> that sliding play was sick! <laughs> uh, Chris Lanzilli, I believe the Wake Forest transfer. He's a very good hitter. He's very old. Um, so keep an eye out for him. Caden Wallace, he could be a top few rounds pick. And Jalen Battles is sensational at shortstop. The pitching, I don't know who's pitching for this team now. Oh, wow, Zebulon Vermillion still on the team. Holy shit, I feel like he's been there for 100,000 years. Uh, and I know Jackson Wiggins throws very hard, and Hagen Smith's very talented. That is the Razorbacks. Razorbacks, Razorbacks. Three seed. 
Grand Canyon. I'm so I'm so glad this team's in. Yeah. They didn't lose. They they did lose the the tournament uh, to uh, New Mexico State, but this team won a ton of games this year. Remember, they beat Arizona State. They beat Arizona midweek. Are they the best team in Arizona? Maybe. They're the best team that's named after a hole. <laughs> Here's what you need to know about them. Their best player, Jacob Wilson, son of former big league infielder Jack Wilson, has a 985 OPS and has struck out just seven times this season, all while playing sensational defense. Duh, his dad is Jack Wilson. This dude's going to be a first-rounder next year. He's sensational. This is a very good baseball team. And honestly, if they win this regional, I will not be surprised. Yeah, I said it. I said it. All right. yeah, I said it. We could do. What are you gonna do, about Steven? We could do, about I'm Steven. gonna do absolutely nothing. All right, good. Let's move on to the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Holy shit, did they get hot? Storm through the ACC tournament, and they have a player. Speaking, we've had so many good, great baseball names on in this podcast. Vance Honeycutt. I love this dude because he was not a big time prospect. I love the freshmen that show up that weren't like super famous in high school and are just immediately one of the best players in college baseball. I love that. And Vance Honeycutt is the exact example of that. That's also a great name for a Hummer salesman. (laughs) I would buy a Hummer. Oh, I got mine over at Vance Honeycutt Hummer. (laughs) Vance Honeycutt. Yeah, but he's good at baseball, you know? No, he's awesome. Uh, UNC. Anything else on on the Tar Heels? I know a little your ACC folks. Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly know much right, about. That's them. fine. It's late. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they will be taking on. This is one of the most fun teams in the tournament. Hofstra. Yeah. Um. Hofstra. They're there. They got there on a walk off hit by pitch. So, you know that any team that can walk it off on that, that's like a very obscure thing to do. But they do have this guy named Steve Harrington who did not walk it off at that time. But he has walked it off in other situations. He's also really good friends with that kid from Stranger Things, I believe. Um, <laughs> I hope so. He better be. Yeah. Uh, here's the other two things you need to know about Hofstra. First of all, Frank Catalanato, former big leader. He's their head coach in his first season, and he took them to the tournament for the very first time. First ever postseason for Hofstra. The other thing you need to know is that this team was picked to finish last in the – what is – wait, wait, wait. Which conference is this? This is the – CAA, right? Yeah. The Colonial. They were picked to finish last. And they didn't. And they finished first. That's not last. That's first. Flash. Very impressive for Hofstra. Jake Mintz, the Georgia Bulldogs are the two seed going up to North Carolina. And uh, we have a very personal connection to the Georgia, to the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia's best pitcher is a guy named Jonathan Cannon, which was the name of my high school principal. <laughs> So we're calling him the principal. Their offense is not as special, but they got two very uh, underclassmen. Parks Harbor, that's a ridiculous name. I love it. Corey Collins, those guys can mash. The rest of their guys are very old. Uh, and Johnny Cannon, he might, he might, he could be a first round pick. Super underrated. If he's healthy, he could beat anybody. Who's he going to have to beat? VCU. The Rams. The Rams. You played against the Rams, Stephen Shocker. Yeah, I never played good against them. Okay, that's fine. But I played them. You did. They just won the Super Bowl. What? Good for them. Yes, they did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, now that wow. guy's in AT&T commercials. Moving on up. Uh, VCU's led on offense by Tyler Locklear. I saw him hit a home run at Maryland earlier this year that was not a normal college baseball thing. He is very talented. And honestly, he wasn't even that good in the first half. He's been unbelievable. His OPS is now over 1,300. He is incredible. If he gets a hold of the Jonathan Cannon fastball, holy shit, that's going to go a long way. 
Uh, then they have, this is just a weird profile. They have a Canadian sophomore left-handed pitcher named Campbell Ellis, who has made 20 starts this year, the most in Division One, but he's only pitched 70 innings. He's only gone five innings once. I Just very weird. It's not like an opener because he's throwing more than one inning, but he's made 20 starts. He's starting at weekends. He's starting midweeks. Sure, Campbell Ellis, what the fuck's going on there? All right, boys, we head over to Greenville. It's going to be a good regional. Guys, we need we need the Pirates. <laughs> Save it. We need the Pirates. Sorry, Steve. We need the Pirates to win this regional. We need this team I to agree. finally get to Omaha. I'm sorry. I know UVA is the two seed. We'll get to them in a second. We need East Carolina to finally freaking win. They don't have their ace. Carson wasn't on. He's suspended. But they play great defense. They have a shit ton of sack bunts, and they're still really good. And I would love to see them win it. They're hosting regional again, and they got to do it. But Jake, first, they will have to take down Coppin State, one of the most incredible stories in this entire tournament. Tell me about Coppin State. No one I'm rooting for more. We talked about them when they won their conference tournament a couple weeks ago. They went 24 and 28 on the year. First time okay. they've ever Miac been in the tournament, baby. But they won their tournament. First time they've ever been in the playoffs. They had 117 steals. That's ninth in D1. They're going to run a lot against East Carolina. Probably get thrown out a lot against East Carolina because East Carolina doesn't make a lot of mistakes. This Coppin State team is 1-53 in 2012. 1-53 10 years ago. And now they're in the playoffs. They also have a guy named Jordan Hamburg, who is one of the five finalists for the John Allerud slash Danny Hulson two-way player of the year. Ooh, that's dope. That's a, that's, a, that's a cool award. We like that. Uh, all right, that's Holton. Coppin State. Speaking There's... of Danny Holson. Where did he go to school? Uh, where did he go to school? <laughs> he went to Virginia. Oh, who else? Did For... anyone else go there? I know a few guys. He... I know quite a few. You have a minute, Shock. Go. Okay, Virginia. Uh, Jake Geloff. Awesome. Kyle Teal. Awesome. Devin Ortiz. Awesome. Alex Tappan. Awesome. You bet it. Uh, Nate Savino, awesome. Brandon Neek, awesome. I named a few hitters and some pitchers. They're all awesome. If I could name everyone on the roster, I would, but my memory's not too good. But guess what? They're all awesome. They're going to have a great time. What's the coach? The coach. Coach's name is Brian O'Connor, my friend Brian. He's awesome. They have other coaches too. Drew Dickinson, he's a cool guy. He just became a dad this year. He That's wants awesome. to show his he wants to show his kid a postseason win. Kevin McMullen, he's another coach. Also awesome. Matt Kirby, assistant coach. Awesome. There you go. How if you're I not if you're not sold, I mean, jeez. Uh, no really, really descriptive. <laughs> Thank you. They can pitch good, they can hit good, and if they do both at the same time, I like their odds. That would be really impressive. That's a minute. Tell me about Coastal Carolina, Jordan. Uh, Coastal Carolina. Again, we talk about the, the most selfless teams in the country. This team, 44 sack bunts, 7th in D1, 39 sack flies, number 3 in D1. And, hey, they got a dude who is a real, real, real baseball player. Eric Brown could be a first-round pick this year. He also, like Zach Neto uh, over at Campbell, kind of a funky uh, setup swing, but he is very, very, very talented. And then, Jake, they have a pitcher named Matt Joyce. Hey! Hey, Matt Joyce. Hey, Matt Joyce. Uh, Jesus Aguilar is rooting for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. All right, we move on to Austin. Hook them. This is it. Oh, this is the last one. Holy shit, we're done. We're almost done. We're almost there. Remember at the beginning of the season when it was like, they're the 
they're so good. They're the best. Didn't we? Weren't they? Didn't weren't they number one before Tennessee? Right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so they was were, Ole Miss. They, they, yeah, they were number one before. They were one of the teams uh, number one way back before Tennessee. You know, was the best team we've ever seen. Uh, they're a great defensive team, and they have the uh, the, the they got the the dude. It's the Hispanic Titanic. You've seen him hit home runs. His name's Ivan Melendez, and uh, I have a feeling he's going to hit a few more. Uh, I think he's going to do that. Um, that's that's what he does. He hits home runs. It's really really cool. It's awesome. I think Stephen would probably how would be how he would describe it. Pretty um, awesome. Now I will say though. Interesting Actually. matchup. Interesting matchup is the boys of Air Force. Oh, first tournament since 1969. And this ain't no plucky four seed because this team rakes sixth and D1 in doubles with 141 right behind Texas at 142. They've got their leadoff first baseman, Sam Kulasingham. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. He's hitting 414 second and D1 behind Chandler Simpson. He's 103 hits. Holy shit. And most importantly, they got a guy named Paul Skeens who also hits. This dude could be a first-round pick next year. And as you mentioned, Jake, four seeds with the dude on the mound. Watch the fuck out. And Paul Skeens is going to be facing off against Texas. And, uh, oh, boy, he's going he's, he's gonna to have his horns down uh, pants on, and uh, he, might, he might do the impossible. Now, we had a discussion on this podcast when Air Force lost to, I believe it was San Diego State, or who would they lose to? Like, it, it was USD? Was it 30. USD? They lost to somebody by 30. It was like 30 to 9. Maybe it was UC Santa Barbara. They lost by like a buttload of runs, right? And then we were like, oh, is it bad for American security if Air Force is getting crushed like that? And now I'm going to flip it on you. If you're Texas, are you really going to go go out there and beat Air Force? <laughs> Don't like that. Same Texas of all Army. teams. Same thing goes for Army. This is, this is a team that lost... Third by 30 runs, and now they're in the postseason. Get ready for it. Strap in, because this is what college baseball is all about. And Air Force is, wow, Air Force is riding a hot streak right now with the release of the new Top Gun movie. Very true. You, you got a great point. Also, Stephen Shock saving that for the 62nd team we talked about is one of the great upsets in modern podcasting history. Wow. Two teams left, the two seed, Louisiana Tech. La Tech, La Tech, La Tech. Uh, their shortstop is named Taylor Young. More like Taylor Old. He turns 24 in August. He's also their best hitter. And he's leading the country in runs scored with 86 and an OBP over 500. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, speaking of good baseball names, their home run leader is named Steel Netterville. I'm not throwing someone named Steel Netterville a fastball. That's just kind of how I feel. I don't know, man. He sounds kind of like a Harry Potter character a little bit. <laughs> okay. You're not, you're not intimidated? You're not intimidated? No. Who's their closer? Uh, their closer is named Kyle Krigger. And Kyle Krigger has nine saves. And he's, that's fifth and D1. Which, by the way, can I just say, nine saves being fifth and D1 does not sound impressive. Small. Yeah. Right? It's small. I, that says, I, does not sound good. I got a really good feeling about La Tech because I think about them every day as I drive by this Mexican restaurant on my way to work, which is named La Tola Na Teca. Because I'm always like La Tola Na Tech, La Tech. It's a sign. Follow the signs, people. Was that an ad or not? No, their food's kind of shitty. So (laughs) if this was an ad, I just ended all attitudes. I just wanted to to clarify. All right, we move on to our final team in the field, uh, Dallas Baptist. Uh, 
Uh, here's a real baseball thing about them. Jace Grady uh, is very good. He's a switch hitting outfielder, um, and I think he also could go in the top few rounds in the draft. Very talented. Uh, Jacob Metter, uh, very good pitcher. Uh, but most importantly, uh, Jake Mintz. This is one of the, the – I think one of the saltiest things that Jake is in his life involves Dallas Baptist. Please explain, and then we will end this podcast. Uh, in 2014, Jordan and I drove from D.C. to Texas and back. That included a stop at Dallas Baptist's field in Texas, in Dallas. And we were invited to basically take BP on the field with some of their players and team managers. At it was like in the, the summer. It in was the like, summer. It was yeah, after, yeah, they had, after they were out. It was like the week after they'd lost. Yeah. And so there were guys who were like still around and they were like, come hit in like the middle of the night. Yeah. It so was like late. we turned yeah. on the lights and we started taking BP on the Dallas Baptist field at like 1230 in the morning, but only Jordan got to hit because security showed up and kicked us off after Jordan hit and I didn't get to take my swings. Mm, what a shame. And I was just launching balls barely out of the infield. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, to make up for that this weekend, I am going to a bachelor party where we have rented out the Chatham Anglers Field in Cape Cod where we will be taking a full BP on Friday. I'm not going to lie. That's freaking sick. Isn't that a great bachelor party? That is fun. That's freaking awesome. That uh, feels dope. Uh, Summer yeah. catch wasn't about Chatham just for fun, all right? Oh, yeah. On that note. We did it, friends. We talked about all sixty-four baseball teams. Thank you for listening. I, yeah. Do we not have a? Do we not have Jake's ad at the end? Oh, I think his ad was for Geico. Yeah, my ad was for Geico. <laughs> he slaps. Oh, it already happened. All right, cool. But not La Teca Mexican food. La Tolanateca Diarrhea Palace, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for listening to the shock factor podcast a delirious concussed midweek edition we do it because we love you and because it is the best time of the year thank you there's all for a listening. legitimate chance that i lost like months of my life by doing this podcast <laughs> you are well, a fighter tune in many years from now when we find it we'll be like Oh, yeah, it's because he did that podcast when he was concussed. All right, who, wait, quickly, before we leave, who wins the World Series, Steven Schock? La Tech, La Tolna Tech, or, <laughs> or this small team from the small town of Charlottesville, Virginia, named Virginia. I don't even know why I asked Jordan who wins the World Series. <laughs> uh, give, me, uh, give me Stanford. I'll sure. take Tennessee. All right. Well, hot take. Oh. Um, all right. That's it. Sacrifice. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. Uh, bye. This podcast needs to be over. Over. Bye.